Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are the headlines we're following. Some programs that allow free access to California state parks are slated to lose funding under Governor Newsom's proposed budget. One successful program offers library card holders free vehicle day use entry to over 200 state parks. Here's Rachel Norton with the California State Parks Foundation. It's getting families, it's getting low-income Californians, it's getting people of color into our state park system. And those are exactly groups that can experience more barriers to access. And California health officials are no longer recommending that people isolate for five days after testing positive for COVID-19. New state guidance says if you test positive, you should stay home until symptoms are mild and improving and until you no longer have a fever for 24 hours. Health officials argue many people are vaccinated or have some natural immunity from being infected, so the earlier recommended isolation period is no longer necessary. The federal government still recommends those with a positive test stay home and isolate for at least five days. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. 
And speaking of COVID, during the pandemic, ridership on California's public transit systems plummeted. Now, ridership levels for one agency, the Los Angeles Metro, are nearly back to pre-pandemic levels. But there are still big concerns about quality of service, safety, and how to deal with drug abuse and homelessness on subways, buses, and light rails. The transportation agency is trying to deal with those concerns by putting a friendly face on mass transit. My California Report colleague Saul Gonzalez has our story. To see how LA is reimagining public transit with a renewed focus on, well, the public, just go to a busy light rail, bus, or subway station in Los Angeles and look for the nice people offering help and information. This is your A-line to Long Beach approaching. A-line to Long Beach. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for riding with Metro. That's one of LA Metro's transit ambassadors. Started in late 2022, the ambassadors program consists of some 350 people who, dressed in clearly identifiable neon-colored polo shirts, are stationed at Metro transit stations where they offer riders assistance, from buying a transit card to helping people get to their destinations faster. You have a specific address? Yeah. At LA's Union Station, Metro Ambassador Gilberto Morales directs first-time rider Jose Lopez. So with that one-way trip you have, mm-hmm. it's basically free for two trips. Is this helpful to have, to have it's, someone answer your it's questions? very helpful, yeah. I was lost. I was lost. He came here. He saved my life. Along with help, Metro Ambassadors also play a public safety role. They report acts of vandalism at stations and carry Narcan to counter drug overdoses. And just the Ambassador's presence on the transit system is supposed to make riders feel safer. Here's Ambassador Ariana Moore. Sometimes some people will come and ask can they stand next to us just to feel like they have some type of protection. Jennifer Vidas, Metro's chief customer experience officer, says such a feeling of protection is key to luring more people to ride mass transit. We want to make sure that everybody who rides Metro feels safe and is safe. Of course, there are people and problems on LA public transit that go beyond what Metro's ambassadors are trained to handle. Namely, the large number of homeless people who use trains, buses, and stations as temporary shelters. To help that population, and inspired by a similar program on the Bay Area's BART system, Metro has created teams of homeless outreach workers, people like Julian Turner. I look for signs of homelessness, despair, if they soiled, um, if you see them crying. You can recognize there's this lady right here in the middle illnesses. With a partner, Turner spends his days moving from one transit station to another, looking for unhoused people who need help. He can offer them referrals to homeless services and items like personal hygiene kits. You all right out here? At one downtown subway station, Turner meets Mary Lou, who doesn't want her last name used because she's been a victim of domestic violence. I do spend a lot of my time on the subway. Mary Lou says she rides public transit because it makes her feel a little safer. The morning Turner met her, she was also hungry. So Turner leaves the station with Mary Lou to buy her some pizza and coffee, and he gives her some toiletries. So what happened here? Like, what, what, what just occurred? I think a miracle occurred because I hadn't had any food for about three days. But Turner acknowledges there are limits to how much long-term help Metro's homeless outreach teams can provide people like Mary Lou. We need open beds. We need places to put these people. But if you tell them, okay, I gotta make a referral for you, and then there's no bed, and then I gotta come back, 
and tell them that, well, they're going to get disturbed. Then the next time you see them, they're going to go, oh, man, you lied to them. Despite such problems, though, transportation experts like UCLA's Madeline Brosen says Metro's new programs are working and that the transit agency should double down on expanding them. So I think if anything is missing, it's just that we don't have enough of the newer types of things, right? There are not enough path teams on the system to connect um, people experiencing homelessness to services. There are not enough ambassadors on the system so that every station you go to, you, you see one. What's also key to improving public transit, says Brosen, is better and faster service that attracts more riders. And so once you're kind of making sure you're hitting those most important things, then you start to see kind of, okay, you know, people coming back. Welcome aboard the Metro B-Line. This train's final destination is Union Station in downtown L.A. As more people return to mass transit in the wake of the pandemic, LA Metro hopes its increased focus on customer service will keep current riders happy while attracting new ones. Thank you, Saul. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health on the web at chcf.org lbca. Monterey Bay Aquarium, inspiring conservation of the ocean through amazing live exhibits and global action to protect the ocean from plastic pollution, climate change, and overfishing. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. And that is the California Report for Wednesday, January 17th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Mavi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.